We've heard from several Money Talk Extra listeners who include real estate as part of their portfolio of assets. Real estate for some people is an investment tool as well as a home for shelter. Our listener Anna Mika went to meet Jimmy Lamb to tell him about her portfolio and her upcoming reallocation plan. Good morning, thank you for joining us today. Um, so can you start by telling us about yourself? Thank you Jimmy for having me on RTHK. And um, yes, my name is Anamika. I've been in Hong Kong for the last uh, 11 years. And uh, I'm into real estate, like international properties, and uh, events as well, under the name Residence. So Real Estate Investment Solutions is for the properties all over UK, Australia, Dubai, and uh, even Hong Kong is what I've started recently. And Residence event is we cater to a lot of corporate, private wedding events in Hong Kong. Wow, so you have two jobs basically. <laughs> in Hong Kong, it's so expensive city. You need to have either two jobs or two businesses so that you can run your life over here comfortably. Right. You just mentioned the financial aspect. So how, how would you assess your current financial situation? Uh, see, in business, you have to work six months prior. Your plannings have to start. What I'm doing today, my results will come six months after this. So it has to always go in a um, bi-annual uh, way of formatting your business. And uh, as of now, I'm comfortable with my financial situations in Hong Kong. Um, all I find is the rental is expensive in Hong Kong, but uh, food, travel, all those things are pretty much reasonable. Right. And you mentioned you are a property consultant, so you have a lot of expertise uh, on that. Uh, so in, in terms of your assets, portfolio, do you have a, a big portion of it in uh, property? Yes, majority 90% is in properties or I invest is in gold. Gold is something oh. I believe in because you can keep buying small, small amount of gold and not gold jewelry. I invest into gold bars. So once you accumulate your gold bars enough, then you can start with those. You can sell that off and then put it in the property. So that is how my whole uh, investment plan works. Okay. Wow. So you have part of gold and part of property as well. Wow. Okay. I don't do stocks. I kind of not. I'm comfortable with it. I'm only comfortable with something that I have an ownership on. So that is my investment portfolio like. And can you tell us roughly for your property portfolio, where do you invest in? Uh, I have invested quite a few back home in India and uh, I always buy property which is construction under construction and uh, you pay slowly for it. So that's called construction linked plan. And uh, the next uh, upcoming area is like in UK, Liverpool, where the prices are very cheap. It's like almost 20% below market price level. So I know within three years, it'll go to that level. And uh, that is one area where I've invested. So it's Liverpool in the UK and in India. Hong Kong, uh, I will wait for a year or two. Um, Then probably I'll invest into Hong Kong property. That is eventually what I want to do is like own a property in Hong Kong as well. Is, is it your plan to stay here in the city? I've been for, already here for 11 years. Yes, oh, yeah, that's why. Okay. It's a safe city. It's a nice city. And um, doing business here is easier and more systematic. And um, that is what I like about Hong Kong. The ease of business is there. Okay, you mentioned the good things. And how, how about some difficulties some challenges that you face? <laughs> if 10 years back, I had challenge in Hong Kong was for the language because I can't speak Chinese. But now I think even that has disappeared because most of the people can speak English. And uh, I, 
there's no discrimination or anything as such i'm like if you have services which people like or they want you will definitely get the business from the market so i don't see that i have anything weak aspects of hong kong to say about no barriers to no, your nothing, business no nothing for me right okay and looking ahead um do you set yourself any objectives you want to achieve in terms of your own personal finance your family or your career so i i definitely want to have a house in hong kong and that is my uh, main agenda at the moment so whatever i'm investing all over the world is someday i'll just bring it back to hong kong and then buy a bigger house over here so that is one agenda and then of course uh, it's getting settled down having kids and all those things so it's like if you have two properties in hong kong at least one you stay in one can pay up for your expenses or pay for the mortgage of the property that you buy so two properties is something that i'm contemplating for the future And for the two flats you just mentioned, what is the price range you are looking for? So for a three-bedroom flat, uh, my budget is between eight to nine million, and uh, for the village house, somewhere around six million. And a uh, lot of developers in Hong Kong right now are giving eighty-five percent mortgage facility if it is below six million. So there are projects which are under construction, and you can in fact uh, have a lot of. Uh, options over there and that is what i'm looking at at the moment so you're looking for one in the urban area and one yeah. in the probably new territory yes yes that's what i'm looking at you just heard there from our listener anamika talking about her property portfolio and her plans to reshuffle it to get some advice on how to achieve that jimmy lam went to speak to vincent chung managing director at vincorn consulting and appraisal You've heard our listener Anamika's case. So, how would you comment on her asset portfolio? Yeah, uh, I saw that the Anamika she has some properties in India, but most of the projects are the developing projects or under construction projects. So, I suppose that the return for such type of project would be so handsome because she also mentioned that uh, she go for the redevelopment project or the development project. It is because of the return. So, if she want to move to Hong Kong. And then we shuffle her investment portfolio. I suppose that she will buy in Hong Kong's residential properties. Then she, what she has to concern is about the uh, transaction costs because now the stamp duty in Hong Kong is quite expensive, especially for the foreign investors. For example, for buying a residential property in Hong Kong for a foreign investor, they have to pay the ordinary stamp duty, which is almost 15%. But in addition to that ordinary stamp duty, they have to pay the buy stamp duty, which is another 15%. Of course, if they are just acquiring the company uh, and the company holds the asset, then the transaction cost will be lower. But in case they form up a new company to buy a residential property in Hong Kong, they still need to pay that 15% stamp duty. Right. But um, also mentioned, um, she mentioned she has lived here for about I think 11 years. Um, so, do you think she would still be subject to those? Uh, mm. In case she's a permanent resident in Hong Kong, then she doesn't need to pay the, uh, I mean the uh, buy stamp duty. However, she still need to pay the ordinary stamp duty for the first property. Uh, for example, based on eight to nine million something. 
then the stamp duty is around uh, 3.75%, which is less than, just less than 4%. But in case she buy the second property, because she mentioned that she would consider to buy in two properties in Hong Kong, if both of them are the residential properties, then the second property she has to pay at a stamp duty of 15%, which is quite expensive. And that's why some of the people would say, uh, in case we have to buy the properties, whether we should buy the real estate investment trust because the real estate investment trust provide a very steady uh, return for the investors uh, for just like the Hong Kong's uh, real estate investment trust say the uh, return is about three percent to six uh, percent uh, for some overseas uh, real estate investment trust actually the return is even more than that however the leverage may not be as high as the property yeah. Oh, okay. So these are the considerations she can think yeah, about, of right? Of course. Yeah. And also, she mentioned just right now, as you mentioned, uh, she may try to reshuffle the property. So you mentioned one of the consideration is the the high transaction costs. But what about other? Is there any other consideration? Do you yeah. think? Of course. Uh, when we are talking about the transaction costs, then uh, easily we will think about the return because the transaction costs would impact the return. And uh, this is an investment. So we have to consider how's the return of her existing properties or existing investments in India. Uh, because I have no idea about the location of mm. her investments in India. In case the investment in India, which is 10% or 15%, in case she has to sell out these investments to buy in Hong Kong, that means she has to forego a high return investments overseas to buy in a local property at a lower return. So that would be her loss. Of course, she can say that say, uh, this is the property for her own living or for her own family. So uh, that is not an investment. However, from my perspective, all the property purchase is an investment and it's a high leverage investment, especially in Hong Kong. So uh, if she doesn't want to forego that high return in India, she can consider uh, renting a, an apartment or renting a property in Hong Kong instead of buying it right now until her investment in India is mature and then she can exit the, uh, the investment and then uh, we shuffle her portfolio and buy in, in Hong Kong. Right, and as um, and and Anamika mentioned, um, she wants to have some kids uh, in the future potentially. Um, what which could be a huge impact to the personal finance and also the financial planning? Um, what would you say on that and how to incorporate the children's element into the yeah. investment portfolio? Good, good questions. Uh, actually, say uh, for those kids in Hong Kong, uh, actually the, the wasting cost is very expensive. Uh, and most of the uh, expats, they would prefer to let her kids to study in the international schools. So you can imagine that say every month then you have to spend around 20,000 Hong Kong uh, just for the uh, school tuition fees or some uh, fee for the additional activities, uh, which is not including the basic living costs. So you can imagine that if you are preparing to have kids in the upcoming future, so you have to spare some uh, resources or spare some uh, money for the kids. And that's why I say when you consider about your investment, then I would suggest you have to invest some investment with a steady income. 
uh, instead of uh, some uh, investment with a higher risk. Uh, as what I mentioned, uh, you can consider to buy in one property in Hong Kong, but for the second property, uh, for rental income, I would suggest you can consider the other investment vehicles as what I mentioned like the real estate investment trust, even though the leverage is not as high as property. However, this can provide a very static income and also the liquidity is far higher than a real property. That was Vincent Chung, Managing Director of Vincorn Consulting and Appraisal.